to Sunday Scripture from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas. Every week, we're uh, as a ministry team, we're going through and reading the Mass readings for the upcoming Sunday and just kind of reflecting on what God is trying to say in those readings. Today, we're looking at the Mass readings for Holy Trinity Sunday, or the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, uh, for May 30th, 2021. You can find those readings at usccv.org at the top of the page or by clicking the link in the description. Uh, be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platform at this point so that you don't miss any of our upcoming weekly episodes. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and read through our readings for this Sunday. Our first reading comes from Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Ask now of the days of old, before your time. Ever since God created man upon the earth, ask from one end of the sky to the other, did anything so great ever happen before? Was it ever heard of? Did a people ever hear the voice of God speaking from the midst of fire as you did and live? Or did any God venture to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation by testings, by signs, and by wonders, by war, with strong hand and outstretched arm, and by great terrors, all of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes? This is why you must now know and fix in your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth below, and that there is no other. You must keep his statutes and commandments that I enjoin on you today, that you and your children after you may prosper, and that you may have a long life on the land which the Lord your God is giving you forever. And the responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 33. Bless the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Upright is the word of the Lord and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. Bless the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. For he spoke and it was made. He commanded and it stood forth. Bless the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. See the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Bless the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us, who have put our hope in you. Bless the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our second reading comes from Letter to the Romans, chapter 8. Brothers and sisters, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, through whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if only we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Our Gospel this Sunday is from Matthew chapter 28. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. So go ahead and take a minute right now to think back through those readings, pray, and listen to whatever it is God's trying to tell you here. Uh, talk with whoever you are with, or if you're just by yourself, go ahead and keep praying about that. 
Uh, we've had a chance to reflect a little bit as a team already, so we're going to go ahead and share our reflections now. I think for me what really um, kind of stands out with the reading, uh, from the second reading specifically, it's talking about the Spirit of God, um, and that you receive the Spirit not to fall back into fear. And we talked a lot about this the last couple of weeks with um, Pentecost and with the Ascension, that there is so much fear amongst the disciples and amongst the people that they've locked themselves away, they've hidden from uh, society, they've, they've really become recluses in a lot of ways f- from everything. And, and I, I think of kind of where we all were over the last 15 months, right? We, whether by our own will or by the will of other people around us or the government or laws, whatever it might be, we isolated ourselves. We hid. We um, stopped going to church, you know, in a lot of ways. We stopped Bible studies or we stopped whatever it might be. Um, And here we have this spirit that comes in and again looks at those things that we're afraid of and immediately ends the fear. You know, you are not supposed to fall back into fear. And that fear is what leads to sin. That fear is what leads to complacent. That fear is what drives us to do exactly what we are not called to do as Christians. There's no such thing as a good coward Christian. Like you are called to be brave. You are called to go out into the world. You are called to live this faith. Um, And that comes from that spirit of adoption, right? From that, that idea of... Um, the reason why we cry out Abba Father is because we recognize exactly who God is and who we are to God, and that is his children. Um, and so we, we get lifted up in that inheritance. And what happens in, in our lives is that we're afraid because we don't want to suffer. But look at exactly what Paul St. Paul is saying here is like, no, we are heirs with Christ and we are heirs because we go through that suffering and because we are willing to go through that suffering, we are glorified. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. I think trailing off of that, we, I think we often feel like there's things that we have to do um, in order to be worthy. Um, and it's like, oh, well, if I pray enough or go to church enough or just because we've had this hard year and, you know, whatever. Like, there's things, you know, we've got to accomplish in order to to be called a child of God. It's like, no, no, no. Like, in the first reading, Moses tells us, like, um, fix it in your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth. Like, place it there, and, like, it's always there. And, like, you are his. Um, and, like, in the second reading, till he's like, we're we are children of God and we're heirs to um, everything that he's given us just because we are his. Like there's nothing that we have to do or can do um, to earn his love. We're his children because we are, um, because we exist, um, because he created us. Um, But it's more about like, what can we do to share that and go out um, and accept the call that we've received versus how, are, how do we earn what we've been given, but how do we share that? I like the the way it's structured of the first reading, talking about who we are 
as children of God and then going into the gospel of, okay, this is who you are, now here's what you're going to do with it. Um, because I think, and this is something that we talked about, like, about our women's Bible study on Monday, is just that that one of the, the line, the, um, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, go out and do this, is kind of like, can kind of be intimidating if that's all that you focus on. Um, because it's like, you know, like sometimes, like even myself, I think like if I'm not 100% focused on doing or saying very specific things about the faith to go out and make disciples, then I must just not be doing, like be doing the right thing at all. Um, but the reality of what he's saying is it's not like solely about your plan of action and like the exact steps that you're going to take to bring people to Christ, you know, like, like knocking on, I think of like knocking on people's doors and you're like, have you heard of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> like, that's all great. But in reality, it's just about how you choose to live and go about your daily life, how you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you and bring about very genuine and raw joy and vulnerability and truth and love. So even if you aren't, you know, explicitly talking about the faith, every second of every day, you know, you're living it and you're allowing people to experience it through you rather than just listen or hear about it, um, you know, and kind of just promoting the sacraments and things like that. Um, and I think, Chelsea, something that you had said Monday that kind of like stuck with me too at our, uh, whenever we were discussing these readings as well, um, you shared something about like just how liberating that actually is to recognize that, you know, we're not called to like say and do everything a very specific way about the faith but just to live it in a way that what's the word kind of like allows the holy spirit to just like be shown through you rather than just solely like by um specific words or actions or like reciting bible passages and things like that yeah no i think that's good i remember at the studentville conference honestly i've probably heard it at a couple of them in other places as well but um it was david calavia maybe this is just a line that he's come back to before of the way that you consider your identity in Christ. It's like, are you living for an identity or are you living from an identity? Um, which is a really great kind of simple way to say it, but it's like, are you trying to do all these things to become worthy or to do what you feel like you have to do? Or are you actually just letting, being the person that you are and then those things will, will come from that, um, which I think was a really cool way to look at that. And that reminded me, I, I had a conversation with my dad a couple of weeks ago, um, we're talking about youth ministry, uh, something that I'm still relatively new to, being very recently a youth myself. Um, the And just reflecting on people that we both knew that you know, kind of um, just really made awful decisions in their lives or kind of thrown their lives away in different ways and realizing that for a lot of the people that we knew, it, it seemed to have come down to, you know, they didn't think that they deserved any better. They didn't think that they deserved any better than the awful person that they married, you know, even though they knew it or whatever it was in this, some of these situations and so I got, came back into talking about youth ministry and my dad was asking like what you know what do you what do you do for the the kids that you have now at, at this age to like you know how, how do you address that kind of thing um, and kind of came out of nowhere so I wasn't sure what to say but I think the Holy Spirit kind of prompted me to say like yeah that's that's a huge problem in everybody, not just those that have, you know, their lives are falling apart, but everybody deals with that of like, who, who am I and do I deserve better than this? Or, you know, and then what do I do with that identity that I have? Um, 
And so the world is going to tell you that you're you're nothing, and people are going to tell you that you're not the kind of person worth working for or you know, doing good to. Um, but Jesus is the only one that gets to say who you are, and he says you're the kind of person worth dying for. Um, and that was a really simple kind of way to. And I've been thinking about that because I, I didn't I hadn't thought about that quite that way before. Of like everything we're doing in in ministry, but just the way that we live our lives uh, in the faith to come back to like there, you know, whatever voices you hear, whatever thoughts you have, whatever decisions you've made or mistakes you've made or great things you've done. All it comes back to is Jesus says that you are the kind of person worth dying for. um, And he proved it. Um, And if that's the case, then, you know, nothing else can, can touch you. Uh, You know, as miserable as things can get, that part's never going to change. And so just taking a step back from that, uh, I think that's a great thing to, that, that I'm taking here from uh, looking at these readings for Holy Trinity Sunday um, and just uh, you know, we think about the Trinity. It's something that we, you know, we, every time we make the sign of the cross, you know, we, or we, uh, we were reading through the gospel just a minute ago. And you were reading where he says, go baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and I always, I always feel like the, uh, not not today, but just like the the instinct to like make the sign of the cross anytime anyone ever says Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, like we're pl- praying the glory be or whatever. And sometimes when we're at the school, the kids will, will do that, or anybody. Um, and so it seems like such a r- routine kind of thing. It's something that we hear all the time, at the beginning and end of every mass, and whatever it is. Um, but that special that the relationship that's being built here, the kind of um, the way that God is making us children. Uh, and heirs, that's something that is far from routine. It's something that is, I mean, in, incomparable to anything else. Uh, so that's a really cool thing to, to think about, an important thing to think about this week. I think one other thing that stood out to me in the gospel is um, talking about that the disciples, they worshipped, but they doubted. Um, and I think it just kind of is kind of comforting almost that even through all the times that Jesus continued to like reveal himself to the disciples they still were doubting even through all that um and that like we can continue to serve um and spread the gospel like even in times of doubt and we can't allow that to to define us um and i think in looking at identity as as andrew was talking about like doubt's real and like searching for those questions but like the spirit remains constant. And like the same spirit that was present with the disciples um, was, is present now. Like it's, God hasn't changed. Like the one unchanging thing in our life um, is God. Um, And that it's, it's comforting that to persevere and like we know our role um, in all this is to be faithful to him. um, And the spirit is, forever constant in our lives um which really reminded us um the other night of the prayer of um oscar romero um i think it was him um prophets of a future not of our own um and just like being reminded that we can like all do something and like do something well like it's not about doing everything um but relying on the spirit in our life yeah i i actually i want to go back to the first reading 
with what you guys have all kind of said um, with everything. And there's a question that Moses asked where he said, did anything so great ever happen before? And I think that if we reflect on that in our relationship with God, like, can you imagine anything so great? And, it, and the thing about it is the people that Moses is talking to did not witness any of these things. They were not alive when the Exodus happened. And they were not alive when the burning bush happened. They will be the people who enter into the promised land. Moses does not enter into the promised land. And I think the whole idea of what he's doing here and what he's saying when he says, fix, fix in your heart that the Lord God in the heavens and on the earth and that there is no other is an understanding of you have to recognize who God is so you know who you are. That's why he's talking about you saw when we fleed Egypt. You saw the burning bush. You saw it. They didn't see it, but they know of it. And because they know it and because it's so ingrained in their minds because of their history, they know who God is. And it's the same way in our lives, right? You're right. Like there are so many things that go wrong in the world. There's so many things that take us in that direction. But if we understand who God is, then we understand who Christ is. And it's not just that he died for us. He lived for us. Every breath he took was out of love for us. If we understand those two things, then we get exactly what St. Paul is saying, is that it's not just something that happens to this person or to that person. It's something that happens to every single one of us. And so our identity is not in who we are or who are, what our sins might be, but instead in who, the God who did exactly what he says here of did anything so great ever happen before? The answer is no. Nothing great happened before God and nothing ever will be greater than what God has done and I get to participate in that because I am part of that inheritance I'm an heir to those things and with that every hardship that will happen like being enslaved like the, the Jewish people were in Egypt that I am glorified we're set free we're put into the promised land the slave of whatever sin that I have if I let that go and I let go of those sufferings in that relationship with Christ then I will be glorified and enter into the kingdom of God and that's who we are, that's our identity Thanks so much for joining us for Sunday Scripture today, uh, be sure to join us again next week as we talk about Corpus Christi Sunday, can't wait to see you then, God bless